Now back to Pete. Have you ever wondered what it's like to be backstage with the Rolling Stones? A peek inside the world's greatest rock and roll band? Well, our next guest had just that. His new book, an amazing coffee table-sized book, is entitled The Rolling Stones Unzipped. It's Anthony DeCurtis. Wow, what a book, Anthony. How you doing? I'm doing great, man, and thank you for that. I'm very proud of it. Well, tell me the first year you met the Stones, and were you nervous going to that meeting? (laughs) Wow. Well, the first time I saw the Rolling Stones was 1965, so let's just start there. I was a kid, and, uh, you know, obviously they just blew my mind. But um, I was at Rolling Stone magazine to do a Keith Richards cover story, and I went uh, to interview Keith. And yeah, man, I mean, I was, um, I mean, I, I don't know if nervous really even gets at it. Like, it was <laughs> like, wow, like, there he is, you know? And But Keith was so accommodating, you know? I mean, very friendly, very loose, you know? We spoke for three hours. Oh, wow. And, um, you know, and then after that, we were just on a roll, you know? Jagger's always, like, amazing to be around. I mean, he's, you know, it's always star time with him. The ones, you know, uh, I don't know if you find this, you know, in interviews that you do, but like the people that I, that affect you most are the ones that affected you when you were a kid. Sure. You know, and the stones like are that for me. Like I still, you know, I can go back to that place when I was 12 and first heard them and it's on, man. I mean, I'm in that emotional space and uh, feeling it. Well, Anthony, that's the beauty of music. Once you hear a song, especially uh, a band that you love, like the Rolling Stones, it takes you back to that time. If it was high school, if it was college, your first girlfriend, that's what's great about it. And the Rolling Stones have been around for almost 60 years. So think about the impact that they've had on people's lives. Oh, no doubt, man. And like, I use that, like, in interviews with them. You know, I mean, I told Keith one time, you know, I just said, you know, I saw you at the Academy of Music in New York. And, like, he was really listening. You know, like, it meant something to him, you know. I told Jagger one time, you know, I said, I said, the Rolling Stones were the first band that I felt like required my defense. Like, people were always <laughs> my teachers, my parents, everybody was like, you know, no, we don't like them. And, like, I said, I felt like I really had to step up, and I, I made a decision. I remember thinking, like, look, man, this isn't going to be easy. Like, if you want to support these guys, you're going to be fighting with everybody. But, like, that was part of the fun, too, you know? Right. Well, tell me about their personalities. You said, Keith, I've heard for many years, he'll sit down and talk to you for hours. Is Mick kind of aloof? Um, He's a little bit aloof, although he's very charming. You know, he's very funny. You know, he's not somebody who's going to bare his soul to you. You know, that's not part of the game. Right. Engaging. And it's really interesting being around him, you know, because... um, I remember one time he was in the studio uh, making one of his solo records and I was, you know, just hanging around and like, you know, like he had a publicist there and, you know, some other people around him. And every time he like looked across the room, somebody would go, Mick, can I get you this? Do you need something? Can I get you that? Like, (laughs) you know, he just has that kind of aura. Sure. The most amazing time was one time I was interviewing before like a show at the Pontiac Dome. I don't know what it's called now in Detroit. Right. And I was talking to him backstage, and we were just chatting. Like, you know, just the interview was over, and then we were just, you know, what's going on with you, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, 
15 minutes later, I saw him walk out on that stage. 65,000 people lose their minds. Right. And I was thinking, like, what does it take to go from just having that, you know, just chatting with somebody to your Mick Jagger? You know, I mean, that performance thing is big with him. And, um, you know, so I always think about that with him, you know. Sure. We're talking with Anthony DeCurtis. The name of the book is called The Rolling Stones Unzip. Talk to me about the recent passing of Charlie Watts. How did that affect the Rolling Stones? Well, I think that they were, like, really stunned by it. And I've been struck by the degree of um, sincerity in, you know, like their statements about him. You know, and the live shows now, you know, have have a section at the beginning that's devoted to him. And then at the end, as they're leaving the stage and the fireworks are going off, there's just a beautiful portrait of Charlie Watts that's, up on the screen as everybody is leaving the stadium, you know? Mm-hmm. I think they were blown away. I genuinely get the sense that they were surprised, you know? Because that was, there was that initial announcement, oh, Charlie's not well. Right. Jordan's going to substitute for him, but he'll be back. And my sense is that the, the Stones, you know, it's not like they were in on it. Right. I think they thought that that was the case. But, you know, Steve Jordan is a great drummer. And uh, somebody who's been part of the Stones world for a long time. Right, right. uh, Man, he's killing it, I have to say. Anthony, I have always heard a great story about Charlie Watts. When they weren't on tour, he he lived in this beautiful house with a long driveway. And when the Rolling Stones were about ready to go on tour, Mick, who was an avid runner, would run up that long driveway and you could see people coming up from a distance and Charlie would say to his wife, do not open the door. If you do, I'll be gone for a year. Is that true? (laughs) You know, I have not heard that story. I could imagine it. The one thing I did hear is that Charlie collected like classic cars. He didn't know how to drive. He didn't know how to drive. No, he would just go sit in the driver's seat and uh, enjoy them. Wow. I know. He was a very eccentric Englishman. And there was a picture of him up on Instagram, and like somebody wrote underneath it, well, at least one of the Rolling Stones actually dressed like a (laughs) 70-year-old man. (laughs) It was uh, really funny. The best-dressed drummer in the history of rock and roll. The book is entitled The Rolling Stones Unzipped, and you mentioned the outfits over the years. That's in the book. The iconic album covers, Let It Bleed, Sticky Fingers, Exile on Main Street, everything's in there. It's so, so good. Anthony DeCurtis, thank you so much for coming on the show. Good luck with the book. It was absolutely my pleasure, and thank you. All right, take care.